You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 81, The Mediator. Have you ever wondered how to find unity in the divisive thoughts and feelings of people right now? There's a heightened division in politics, social issues, beliefs about the pandemic, just to name a few. The polarization feels stronger than ever. Each side is convinced they are right. Each side feels closed to an alternate view. We cancel someone who thinks or feels differently and can hardly avoid an argument erupting on social media when someone is brave enough to share his or her own view. Now, whether it's a division existing in the world at large or a division in our personal relationships, It is imperative that we find the path to unity if we truly seek peace. In this episode, I'm sharing my own road to unity on tough issues and how I'm learning that being of one heart and one mind doesn't necessarily mean that we think and feel the same and how unity can exist even with differences. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity, available in Deseret Book stores and online at amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast, or you've taken the time to share it with a friend. Your reviews and your shares is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Michelle. Michelle says, Brooke, I have to say thank you for what you are doing. My life has changed significantly since finding your Christian meditation course and listening to every podcast episode. I had done meditation before, but until I found yours, I didn't realize what was missing for me. Adding my Father in Heaven and my Savior Jesus Christ into my meditation and prayer has been life-changing. Finding you right before COVID happened has helped tremendously with my spirituality and keeping my focus through all the craziness. I am in a routine now, and I feel like the principles you have taught me have truly changed my life. Thank you so much. Michelle, thank you so much for your review, and I'm so grateful to hear how your prayers and your spirituality have expanded and changed your life through Christ-centered meditation. There is a reason that I talk about this all the time, and it's no surprise I'm going to talk about it again in this episode. I'm so happy to hear that it has helped you navigate your experience through COVID. Keep meditating. You are doing amazing. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and shares are what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So I'm writing this podcast just a few days before the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Now, election years are notoriously divisive and polarizing as people seem to separate in support of their chosen candidate. Then when you mix in a global pandemic, heated social issues, a suffering economy, people who have been quarantined for months, a disruption to lives and schools and jobs. And we have the ingredients of a massive energy of conflict. I'm sure you've noticed. (laughs) It's easy for the energy of the world to filter into the energy in our own homes. I've seen conflicts emerge in my own extended family when we discover that we believe differently on some of these important issues. 
And I'm going to be the first to admit, I become very uncomfortable when I encounter someone who passionately believes differently than I do. It feels like a threat to my own beliefs. When I read someone's endorsement of the candidate I am not voting for, I feel uncomfortable. When I hear someone express their views on the pandemic that are different than mine, I feel uncomfortable. My fight or flight brain tells me someone has to be right and someone has to be wrong, and I don't want to be the wrong one. (laughs) My adrenaline pumps, my heart beats faster, my stomach tenses up, and I feel anxiety and panic. And I immediately want to escape those feelings. And sometimes I admit I do just that. I distract myself and I go through my day feeling anxious and off balance. But it can turn into a habit of avoidance and unfortunately one that never ends. Because as I'm discovering, there will always be someone who thinks and feels differently than I do. And something God wants me to learn is how to coexist and live peacefully in unity with people who think differently than me. A few months ago, I caught up with a friend in some text messages, and she mentioned that she has devoted much of her time recently to learning more about a major social issue. Her views were very different than mine, which is a rare thing with us. We've been friends for more than 20 years and have mostly been in total alignment with our values and beliefs all along. So I grew really curious. I asked her if she would be willing to share more about her experience and what she had learned. The following Saturday morning, we set out on a walk so I could hear her share her story. We walked for over six miles. I learned a lot in listening. My own beliefs didn't completely swing to the other side of the issue, but that wasn't the point. It wasn't a conversation of persuasion. It was a conversation of understanding. I experienced something quite remarkable, a sense of unity among two people who actually saw things quite differently. I didn't know that that was even possible. I think I'd always expected being one heart and one mind would mean we were the same. We thought the same and felt the same, one heart and one mind. While this is often true, there are times unity can exist even in spite of differences. God loves variety and diversity. He created countless varieties of trees, plants, flowers, insects, animals, and people. He even loves variety so much, he placed us on the earth with opposition to give variety to our choices. There is good and there is evil. There is also good, better, and best, and a variety of options within all of those categories. There is always variety. Sameness has never been the goal. Oneness has. And there is a difference. Sameness is conformity. It includes losing your unique identity and gifts in order to blend in with a construct. Oneness allows you to retain your unique identity while being unified in a higher cause. What if every tree in the world was a maple and all the trees had to be the same? What if every flower was a rose? What if every bird was an eagle? What if every animal was a horse? While each of these are beautiful and fascinating in their design, we lose so much beauty when we lose variety 
and diversity. Instead, God created everything from the giant redwoods to a small ornamental apple tree and everything in between. He created every form of life in all its variety that it may beautify the earth and fill the measure of its creation. Man and woman are his crowning creation and perhaps the most diverse of all. Unity is far more challenging when we seek it through sameness. When we seek unity expecting everyone to think and feel the same, we are more likely to end up frustrated and divided. When we seek for unity through oneness, we allow diversity of thought and feeling, and we find connection in a higher, holier way. But how do you even do that? How is it that two people so different in beliefs and perspectives could be unified Just think of the division that exists right now in the thoughts and feelings of politics, social issues, views on the pandemic, masks versus no masks, religion, schooling, parenting, and so much more. Is thinking and feeling the same the only way to peace? Is this really the answer? Do we all need to think the same in politics in order to have a peaceful country or world? Do we all need to think the same? in order to make progress in social issues? Do we all need to think the same to support one another in a pandemic? Do we all need to think the same to have a strong family or marriage? Or can it be the very diversity God created, most especially in the way we see and feel, that gives beauty and variety to the earth? What if it is the diversity of thought that allows for progress in solutions and creativity? There is variety on purpose. It's supposed to be this way. God did not ask us to be the same. He asked us to be one. And to my great surprise, I am learning that being of one heart and one mind doesn't necessarily mean that the heart and mind are the same. It means they are one. This oneness requires a higher, holier way of living. So important was this principle that of all the things Jesus chose to pray over in his intercessory prayer to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was that they may be one even as you and I are one. As difficult as it may seem to be one with someone who thinks and feels so differently than me, it is possible through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has many names and roles that beautifully illustrate what he can help us do in our life. Do you know the role we need him to play if we are to be one? We must have Jesus Christ as our mediator. Webster's 1828 dictionary defines mediator saying, one that interposes between parties at variance for the purpose of reconciling them. Christ is a mediator by nature as partaking of both natures, divine and human and mediator by office as transacting matters between God and man. I'm going to expand this definition one step further and say transacting matters between man and man. 
between any other person that we find ourselves at odds with, he can create reconciliation. Jesus Christ can mediate between me and another person so we may be one. He can mediate between me and my child who have very different hearts and minds over a matter. He can mediate between me and a family member that I feel judged and criticized by. He can mediate between me and any other person I find division with in thought or feeling. When I find myself triggered into defense by someone with different views, I can call upon Christ to mediate. So let's make this practical instead of abstract. If you know me, I'll give you one guess and how I practice this. Meditation. Surprise. <laughs> let's say that I am feeling divided in a personal relationship. I need Jesus Christ to mediate for me to find reconciliation. So when I practice this in meditation, I visualize Jesus Christ and I ask him for permission to speak to the spirit of the person I am struggling to be unified with. If I feel permission granted, I visualize the other person before me with Christ beside us. And I ask the Lord to please mediate and translate my words in the way the person needs to hear them. This scene is peaceful and safe. It's safe for me to say whatever is on my heart to the other person. I trust the Lord to translate all of it. I don't have to worry about saying things the wrong way or hurting or offending the other person. I don't have to worry about a reaction or misunderstanding. I am allowed to share my thoughts and feelings, and Jesus mediates and translates. When I seek for understanding the other person's point of view, I listen for Christ's interpretation of what their spirit needs me to know. He is my mediator. I have seen broken relationships in my life miraculously begin to heal through this power of mediation from Jesus Christ. This meditation time is a powerful way to spiritually create the unity I hope for in my relationships. Now, of course, we must seek to also create it physically in our lives as well. Real life in-person interactions are much more challenging. But if I've practiced in meditation and continue to hold that prayer in my heart for Christ to mediate and translate for me in those in-person interactions, I start to see progress. After my friend and I walked and talked for six miles, I felt a unity with her, even though our views were different. However, we were both aware of the great division still existing in the world. <laughs> How do you solve the world's problems? It seemed like much too big a task, and we half jokingly declared the only way to solve it on a global scale was for the second coming to happen soon so Jesus could come and fix it himself. I've even found myself saying this in conversations regarding many divisions of our day. We just need Jesus to come again. We just need him to come and fix it. Imagine my surprise when I listened to a podcast in which the speaker took this same statement and said, if you think Jesus is going to come again and fix it, you're wrong. We have to build Zion first and then 
he comes. How did I miss this important detail? This is vital. There's an order that these events occur. I've been getting it all wrong. We have to build Zion first. And the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and one mind, and there were no poor among them. This has to happen first. Well, this changes everything. At a youth devotional in 2019, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland stated, Zion isn't where you live, it's how we live. This responsibility to build Zion is a prophetic mandate, what President Russell M. Nelson calls the gathering of Israel. Friends, (laughs) when I read that, everything clicked for me. I didn't know building Zion is the same thing as gathering Israel. This is what we are being asked to do right now, to let God prevail in our lives. Can we do this? Can we be of one heart and mind? Gloriously, oneness doesn't mean sameness. We are being asked to be one, which is only possible if Jesus Christ mediates between us. We let him prevail in our lives. We allow him to be in the midst of us. Do you know how Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines the word prevail? It says to be in force, to have effect, power, or influence. This is the way to build Zion. This is the way to being of one heart and one mind. We invite Christ to be among us, to mediate our differences, one struggling relationship at a time. As we allow God to prevail, we build oneness. We understand one another. We access a higher peace that allows for diversity and variety in all things and sees the beauty it brings. One heart and one mind does not mean we have to all think and feel the same. Rather, we are united through the mediating power of Jesus Christ. This clarity has been so exciting for me. I want Jesus to come again soon. I want to live in a world of peace and prosperity. I want to experience Zion. And surprisingly, when I viewed the division in the world as something that Jesus needed to come and fix, I actually felt far more helpless. As soon as I figured out that I get to participate in building Zion myself, I have felt rallied to the cause. I can do something about this. Let's go. I can start first with myself, reconciling myself to God, and then work out from there. Can I build Zion in my home? I'll definitely need Christ to mediate. Can I build Zion in my community? I most definitely need Christ. To mediate. Remember, God doesn't ask us to be the same. He asks us to be one. Unity is possible with the great mediator. Imagine your life building Zion, living amongst your people with one heart and one mind, and look forward with faith. listen to these episodes and wonder where to start. 
I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation, How to Transform Your Prayers for More Presence, Connection, and Revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including mediation and finding unity in my relationships. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer, but the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. So what if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer and you could integrate it right now into your personal prayers? This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. And it's one of the most powerful tools I have found for increasing personal revelation in my life to really hear God's voice for me. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on.